This podcast is brought to you by Label Sessions, the global platform that connects you to the best advice from the most interesting people. In this exclusive series, entrepreneur and creative leader Andy Norman takes us through his views on creativity, curiosity, and guts. To find out more about Andy, listen to the Q&A listed in the show notes. To find out more about Label Sessions, visit labelsessions.com. Well, hello, and welcome to my podcast and to your next great adventure. To start, let me tell you a story. Hold on, wait, why stop at one? I got a whole whack of stories for you. In fact, I have so many stories for you. By the time this podcast is over, you're going to think I'm Hans Christian Andersen. My God, I hope you get that reference, but, but I digress. So, you've heard of bedtime stories? Well, let's start with the antithesis of a bedtime story, a wake-up story, if you will. Back in the COVID-hobbled summer of 2020, I taught an MBA-level course called Advanced Topics in Marketing at McGill University's Dezotel Faculty of Management. Well, well, not at McGill exactly. It was pandemic time and all classes were remote. Despite the clunkiness of a Zoom classroom, though, I found most of my students to be bright, studious and driven. And that's the good news. The bad news is that I also found most of them to be cautious, overly analytical, and motivated more by raw marks than by actually learning anything. In other words, boring. To break through this academic stultification, I hijacked my own syllabus, and halfway through the course, I came up with a surprise class focusing exclusively on the topic of how to be creative. The results? Well, I got a wide-eyed look of eagerness from one-third of the class and a wide-eyed look of panic, terror, and fear from the other 66.6%. This was my wake-up moment, the instant I realized that these students needed more than one mere class on this unconventional subject. They needed a whole course. I expanded the concept to include the elements of inquisitiveness and risk and called the course Creativity, Curiosity, and Guts. To bring down the syllable count, we'll just call it CC&G for short here. Armed with foolhardy bravado, I pitched the concept of CC&G to McGill's MBA program. And much to my complete shock and ultimate respect, they said yes. <laughs> they actually said yes. Yikes. So I worked all through the summer, reading and watching and writing and doing everything, and came up with a full 13-week series of lectures, lessons, and hands-on experiences designed to help a very sheltered cohort see things in a new way and add an element of enjoyable risk to their lives and, he says modestly, change the education process. Madness? Heresy? Perhaps, but it was contained purposeful madness and heresy with real-world results I hoped would resonate longer than whatever soon-to-be-irrelevant grades my students earned learning the stuff. Yeah, CCNG was somewhat different from its peers in the course catalog, to say the least, but believe me, it was no blow-off, no walk in the park. While there were no tests and nothing to memorize, the assignments were tough and soul-searching, and in the end, most students seemed not to merely like it, but be altered by it. One student said, I want to thank you for giving us a space to be vulnerable and creative, unlike any other course. I wonder if CC and G should be a requirement. MBAs are way too worried about ROI, and it's not always the point. Another said, 
I'm lucky to have had the opportunity to be in your class. I am taking a leap of faith and committing to a life as a serial entrepreneur. Your class and the experiences you shared with us helped me fully commit to this idea. Still another said, This is the worst course I have taken in my entire life, and a waste of $6,000. This is not an MBA level course and any future MBA student should hopefully not have the option to enroll for this course at all. Everyone hates this course. Oh, well, you can't win them all, I guess. So, so, so why am I telling you all of this? Because the polarizing success of CCNG, it's not for everyone, obviously, the polarizing success made me realize that its message needs to go further than a Canadian MBA classroom. Its message needs to go to a select group of forward-thinking individuals just like you, which is why I put together this podcast. So over the next who knows how many episodes, I'm going to try, try to replicate the learning of the class through your ears, which is kind of tough considering how visual everything I teach usually is. I even had 13 different outfits for each class to fit the weekly theme, but that's a whole other story. But hey, a key component of CCNG is the G word, guts. So how credible would I be if I didn't take a crack at something new? So if you haven't thumb danced over to Joe Rogan yet, let me lay out what lies ahead. The CCNG podcast will be made up of six big pillars or modules if you're architecturally averse. They are creativity and curiosity, the myth of change, risk and maybe reward, Rhino skin, persistence and resilience. Chance, ignorance, randomness, and luck. Neoteny, children and genies. And once you've listened to every word, once I tell my very last story, here's the end result. You should appreciate the value of creativity and realize that it has a home in faculties and businesses and lives other than those in the arts. You should be comfortable with buckling conventional wisdom and navigating uncharted waters. You should be able to see, think, and do differently. You should understand the significance of luck, ignorance, and unpredictability, and how to integrate them into your daily decision-making. You should have new tools and be ready to change things using them. Some final rules and regulations for you. These episodes will be snack-sized. I'm going to try and keep them short, memorable, and dense with usable info. And no boring interviews with long-winded guests. It's just you and long-winded me. I'm also going to try and package this podcast in a way that will be fun, surprising, and joyous. A show for your ears, so to speak. With musical interludes and sound effects and other audio delights that will punctuate my long-winded voice. Okay, enough preamble. Let's get started on learning something. The basic tenet of CCNG can best be explained by three items and two, you guessed it, two stories. The items are a large pink piece of Bristol board, a cigar box, and a Tupperware container filled with crayons. And the stories? The first story takes place in Garden View School in Ville Saint Laurent, Quebec, where I was in fourth grade. For geography class, our teacher assigned us each a country to do a research project on. I got Brazil. These projects were due in two weeks' time and were to be handed in on a Bristol board. 
For those of you too young or lucky enough never to have to deal with these unwieldy monstrosities, Bristol boards were large pieces, say three feet by three feet, of something that was thicker than paper but thinner than cardboard. You would stencil in titles on top, glue pictures and staple pages of loose leaf to it, and voila, a somewhat wobbly collage of lame educational presentation. I hated Bristol boards. Now, my father was a passionate cigar smoker, and since some of his cigars came from Brazil, I thought a better presentation tool would be a deep wooden cigar box, something we had in abundance around the Nolman household in those days. So I took one of his empty boxes and decorated the top with a Brazilian flag. I then filled it with the requisite research info, but on index cards instead of loose leaf. I added a few photos clipped from books, please don't tell the librarian, and topped it all off with artifacts and curiosities like coffee beans, cigars, of course, and clay models of the three-banded Brazilian armadillo and the Christ the Redeemer statue. I thought this was brilliant and was so proud until I got my mark. It was a big, fat F. I had failed. Badly. So why did I fail after all the hard work? Because I was the only one in class who didn't follow the instructions and use a goddamn Bristol board. I came home crying and told my parents what had happened. And amazingly, they took my side and scheduled a meeting with, at school with my teacher and the school principal where we pleaded my case. And while my mark didn't change, the principal did assure me it would not prevent me from graduating to the fifth grade. Phew. But more importantly, it showed my parents' faith in me and introduced me to the price one often has to pay for being creative. As we will learn in an upcoming CCNG episode, most people fear change and most creatives are ostracized. Or, to quote an image that adorns my computer's home screen, a life that disrupts the status quo is a curse you simply can't cure. Quite the lesson for a fourth grader. But enough pity. Let's move on. The second story is something I experienced many moons ago during arts and crafts class at a summer camp called Camp Hagshama, a couple years after the cigar box incident. Our arts and crafts teacher was this hippie guy named Earl, and oh, how I wish I could remember his family name, but I don't. He was a soft-spoken guy with long ringlets of hair and round John Lennon-esque glasses. Earl tried to break away from the tried-and-true, tired, old, traditional projects like sewn leather wallets, wood burning, and woven bracelets of polyvinyl string by introducing a bunch of somewhat spoiled 11-year-olds to a long-term endeavor I remember now only as sand molding. In essence, Earl wanted us to carve out a design in a dense sand material, heat and color some plastic goo, pour the goo into the sand, and once everything dried, chip away and brush away the sand to reveal our hardened plastic masterpieces. Ooh, that sounds kind of dirty. Anyway, now the plastic smelt like death. Handling it with the sand was tactilely repulsive, which made the whole process haphazard and extremely messy. And instead of embracing the madness, I whined and complained, Oh, it's gross, and it stinks, and it's getting all over me, and I think I'm going to puke. Please remember that I was only 11 years old at the time. But rather than lash out and realizing he was dealing with some pint-sized rabble-rouser slash shit-disturber, 
Earl gently pulled me aside and sat me down at a table at the back of the arts and crafts cabin. He handed me a Tupperware box filled with broken nubs of colored wax sticks, and he calmly, deliberately said, here are your crayons, and here's a coloring book. Please stay within the lines and be sure to have fun. And then he left me alone. The moral of this story? The creative process is a messy one, and often it stinks. But for those willing to get their hands dirty, the rewards could be infinite. For the rest of you, there's always the crayons. Well, will you look at the time? Got to keep to my short and hopefully sweet duration credo. Next episode of the CCNG podcast, we learn where creativity comes from and how to capture it. Before I go, if you've dug what you heard or if you hated it, let me know at Label Sessions on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or LinkedIn. And although I know I shouldn't, I will read every comment and promise to respond to those without spelling, grammar, punctuation, or other such nagging errors. Until next episode, CC and G later. This podcast is brought to you by Label Sessions, the global platform that connects you to the best advice from the most interesting people. Around the world, we work with brands to connect their people to true leaders, just like the people you hear on this podcast, for live sessions of advice, mentorship, or sometimes to collaborate on ideas. To find out more, visit labelsessions.com and book in for a demo with our team.